This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. It's that time of year again, right at the beginning, when everything is new and filled with possibility, and when Little Hedgehog and BB go to the annual New Year's Noon celebration. Let's get to it. It's called Little Hedgehog's New Year's Noon 2024. Take it away, Eleanor. Remember, there's no pictures. You have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. It was a cool winter night in the forest. The moon was a curl of lemon rind in the cloudless sky. The trees, leafless for weeks, trembled in the wind. Little Hedgehog and Bibi, her best friend of all time, were asleep in an underground burrow. Little Guy, Little Hedgehog's delightful pet chameleon, eyed the two prickly creatures from the lofty perch in his enclosure. Mr. Hedgehog was in the kitchen, steeping a cup of tea. All was peaceful. Until... Little Hedgehog sat up in bed, blinking and smiling. Bibi, do you hear that? I do, Bibi said, sitting up from her spot on the floor. I believe I have some notes on this phenomenon. Let me get my logbook. Bibi rose from the floor and dashed into the shadows of Little Hedgehog's bedroom. Before Little Hedgehog could comment, her dad appeared in the doorway. Hello. Oh, hi, Dad. Mr. Hedgehog smiled at his tiny daughter. You okay in here? I figured you were woken up by the... By the zebras, Dad? Little Hedgehog trilled, her eyes twinkling. Mr. Hedgehog laughed. Little Hedgehog, when you hear hoofbeats, it's best to assume they're coming from horses, not zebras. He took a sip of his tea. In most cases, that is true, Mr. Hedgehog. Mr. Hedgehog very nearly spit out his tea. Bibi, what? I did not remember you were here. I am here, Mr. Hedgehog, Bibi said, smiling. Hey, Bibi. Greetings. As I was saying before I inadvertently startled you, Mr. Hedgehog, tis true that it is prudent to assume the presence of horses when one hears hoofbeats in most cases. However, there are times, such as this one, when it is appropriate to attribute the hoofbeats to zebras. Really? Indeed, Mr. Hedgehog. This is my log of interesting phenomena. Take a look at page 37. BB handed Mr. Hedgehog a small leather-bound journal. He flipped to page 37. On the evening of December 12th, my mother and I encountered a mustachioed zebra named Killarney in a grove of walnut trees. Mr. Hedgehog furrowed his brow and glanced at BB, but she simply nodded. Little Hedgehog watched all of this with wide-eyed curiosity. Killarney was a tall fellow with a wizened look about him, as if he'd seen many... I'm just going to skip through this part. Understood, Mr. Hedgehog. 
Mr. Hedgehog flipped through several pages of detailed descriptions of Killarney's countenance and demeanor. Okay, Killarney informed us in no uncertain terms that he'd be attending a zebra convention right here in the Great Forest in several weeks' time. He indicated there would be hundreds, perhaps thousands, of zebras converging on a single clearing. He told us we would likely hear thunderous hoofbeats ringing out in the forest on New Year's noon eve. When you hear hoofbeats, Killarney said, think of the zebras. Think of the zebras. Mr. Hedgehog shut the log book and handed it back to Bibi. Very, uh, descriptive, Bibi. Thank you. Wow, Bibi, and wow, zebras. By that time, the zebras had moved on. The forest was quiet. So, Mr. Hedgehog, you can see that in this case, it is wholly appropriate. Nay, it is imperative that one should allow for the possibility that those equine creatures were zebras. Little Hedgehog's eyes lit up. Bibi, did you just say nay? (laughs) Yes, as in, Mr. Hedgehog was perturbed, nay, extremely vexed, when Little Hedgehog and Bibi allowed an exhausted worm to take a nap in his hat. Mr. Hedgehog glanced over and furrowed his brow, but said nothing. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were saying nay, as in nay. I see why you would think. I would rather not interrupt this delightful exchange, but listen, Mr. Hedgehog said, looking up at the burrow ceiling. Above the burrow... Out in the great, wide forest, scampering across the hard winter ground, were hundreds, nay, thousands, of hedgehogs. Yep, pretty sure those are hedgehogs. In the excitement of waking up to a herd of zebras, the hedgehogs had almost, but not entirely, forgotten what day it was. Dad, I can't believe it's actually New Year's noon. One of the top three days of the year. At least. Mr. Hedgehog consulted the clock on Little Hedgehog's bedroom wall. We should get going, too. Yay. 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 That last yay was from Little Guy, who smiled down at his prickly caretakers. Oh, Dad, we have to take Little Guy. Can we, can we, can we, Dad? Little Guy swiveled his big eye to focus on Mr. Hedgehog. It's going to be so cold. He'll be freezing out there. What if we bundled him in bountiful garments, Mr. Hedgehog? Bountiful garments, Dad! Mr. Hedgehog looked skeptical, but Little Hedgehog dashed into the closet leaving Bibi smiling serenely at him. Now where did I leave that woolen scarf? Oops. Little Hedgehog re-emerged. You know what? I'm going to search in Little Guy's closet. It'll just be a minute more. She dashed away into a tiny door in the wall Mr. Hedgehog had never seen before. 
What's that door? Where did she just go? Oh, Mr. Hedgehog, that is Little Guy's closet. I constructed it at Little Hedgehog's request. It is mostly filled with hats. Here we are. Little Hedgehog popped back out from the little door, holding a wool scarf and a beret. As Mr. Hedgehog looked on with a perplexed expression, Little Hedgehog and Bibi dressed Little Guy in his bountiful garments. Where did you get a beret that fits a chameleon? Do I even want to know? Bibi and I found some amazing hats at the closeout sale of Nibbled Elegance, the secondhand rodent tuxedo shop. Little Guy has so many hats now, Dad. Mr. Hedgehog sighed. Soon, Little Guy was firmly wrapped and behatted. He smiled up at them. It was time to go. They all scampered along the trail through the forest. The sky was dark, but dawn was busy staining the horizon a lovely magenta. Bibi and Mr. Hedgehog scampered ahead. Little Hedgehog trailed behind, carrying Little Guy on her shoulder. As she skipped along, she told him what to expect at the New Year's noon celebration. There's always some kind of race. One time, I got to ride in a pig. Oh, and there'll probably be carrot cricket muffins. Little Guy listened, silently, snuggled in the wool scarf on Little Hedgehog's shoulder. Up ahead, Bibi told Mr. Hedgehog about a family artifact her mother had found when visiting the abandoned burrow of her great-great-uncle's uncle. It was impeccably preserved, Mr. Hedgehog. You'd never believe this prickle comb was used by my relatives so long ago, though my family is known for our fastidiousness. You don't say. But before Bibi could say Giancarlo de Prickletino, and my mom says that my great-great-uncle's uncle's cousin, Giancarlo de Prickletine... Oh! Ah, huh. They arrived. In the middle of the great clearing, there were hundreds of hedgehogs milling about all over the place in the dim light. Isn't it delightful to see so many hedgehogs in one place, Dad? It is, yeah. As they approached the festivities, they heard a voice come through the speakers placed in surrounding trees. Take a moment to observe your surroundings. One of our attendees has lost her pet beetle. He's got a navy blue exoskeleton and a gentle demeanor. We're told he answers to the name Beetlekins, as well as several nicknames. Beetleboo, Hugs McGee, and Sugarbeet. If you find this little fella, please bring him to booth 47. Also, please be advised, we're asking all hedgehogs to refrain from leaving the festival grounds. A zebra conference is taking place in the neighboring clearing, and we don't want any unfortunate incidents. Thank you kindly. Little Hedgehog and Bibi exchanged a look. Mr. Hedgehog chuckled. First up on the schedule is the rat race. All hedgehogs participating in the rat race, please make your way to the starting line in clearing number three. A hedgehog wearing worn-looking pants scampered off in the opposite direction of clearing number three, muttering to himself, I got out of the rat race a long time ago. No going back. He vanished into the surrounding trees, 
forging his own trail in lieu of taking the well-trodden path. Oh, Dad, can we go see the rat race? Please, Mr. Hedgehog. I'd also love to witness such a rare spectacle as hedgehogs riding on the backs of rats. It sounds strange. Let's go. All riders, please take your positions at the starting line. And please double-check that your harnesses are secure. We don't want any unfortunate, ahem, incidents as in years past. Little Hedgehog and BB stood at the front of the crowd, watching a dozen hedgehogs secure themselves to the backs of enormous rodents. Fun fact, those who read the latest issue of Prickles Monthly know that these sleds were meant to be pulled by huskies. Unfortunately, the huskies all came down with cases of whistling fever. They're at home, in bed, likely wearing earplugs. Thankfully, these lively rats were available to step into the void. I've never seen rats that big in my life, Mr. Hedgehog said, shaking his head with a faint look of concern. They look like mutant rats. The rats began to snarl and gnash their teeth. Just then, an elder hedgehog blinking his tiny eyes behind large round spectacles pushed through the sea of prickles to get a better view. He settled in next to Bibi and pressed his paws together with satisfaction. Ah, finally, my overgrown pets. We get to see how you perform outside the laboratory. Bibi and Mr. Hedgehog exchanged a significant look. Little Hedgehog clapped her teensy paws together and her eyes twinkled with anticipation. Dad, look, they're about to race. From Little Hedgehog's shoulder prickles, Little Guy swiveled a big eye to get a generous view of the odd event. I've received word that one of our hedgehog riders has had his foot crushed by a passing zebra and cannot compete in today's race. Let it be a warning to us all. If any hedgehog in the audience is daring enough to fill in, please make your way to rat number 19. Little Hedgehog twirled around so rapidly that Little Guy nearly flew off her shoulder. Oh, Dad, can I ride a rat? Can I please ride a rat, Dad, please? Mr. Hedgehog glanced at the huge, hulking rats, then at the elder hedgehog in the round spectacles, who had a curious look of glee on his face. No. In the end, a hedgehog named Julius wearing tiny green boots on his feet and a jaunty cap on his head, stepped forward to board the vacant rat. And they're off. Let's hear it for our rat racers and intrepid hedgehog riders. It was a surprisingly delightful event. The rats became calm as soon as they began running and ended up being some of the more tame animals in the event's history. Julius came in an impressive second place. Wow, go Julius. Good job, Julius. That was pretty entertaining. The rat race seemed to get everyone in a celebratory mood. Everyone, that is, except for the elder bespectacled hedgehog who stomped off in displeasure. Back to the laboratory for me. I'll have to tweak the elixir. Next, they stopped at the stage, 
where the shimmying sheeps were finishing up a performance for a raucous crowd. Ba-ba-ba-ba, wooly-wooly, wooly-wooly, ba-ba-ba-ba, wooly-wooly, wooly-wooly. After the show, they visited the other stage where an auction was in full swing. Dozens of hedgehogs stood patiently, with paddles in paw, waiting to bid on their favorite items. All right, this here's a beauty. Take a look at this genuine portrait of the famous Gertie La Prickle from 1752. We'll start the bidding at 85 snails. 85 snails, anyone? 85 snails? 85 snails. 85 snails for the hedgehog in the red flannel shirt. Do I hear 90 snails? 90 snails, anyone? 90 snails. 90 snails. 90 snails for the hedgehog in the blue fedora. Okay, do I hear... 217 snails. 217 snails the hedgehog in the galoshes. Do I hear 220? 220 snails. All right, 217 snails. Going once, going twice. 251 snails. Little Hedgehog and her dad turned to see Bibi holding up a paddle with a grin on her face. Wow, Bibi, I didn't know you had 251 snails with you. Bibi smiled and withdrew a burlap sack from her prickles. Mr. Hedgehog peered at his tiny daughter's best friend, but said nothing. 251 snails, do I hear 255? Anyone, 255. All right, 251 snails going once, going twice. Sold to the small hedgehog with a monotone voice. Yay. 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 The final yay came from little guy, who was still nestled on little hedgehog's shoulder. Oh, little guy, I almost forgot you were here. <laughs> Next up, we've got a statue of a frog playing a banjo by the legendary Hedgehog La Frog. Let's it was a lovely, cold winter morning. The air was crisp, and the sun glowed beneath a thin layer of wispy clouds. The sky was a brilliant blue. All rollers should now make their way to the big hill to prepare for the annual hedgehog roll. It unfortunately requires repeating. Please do not approach the bounds of our festivities. The zebras, while generally docile, simply do not know their own strength. It is imperative It was that time you for the main event. Little Hedgehog skipped ahead towards the big hill. Bibi trudged along behind, carrying the portrait of Gertie La Prickle in her paws. Mr. Hedgehog took in the view. Throngs of hedgehogs blanketed the cold winter landscape. Underfoot, there was a layer of frost that resembled a dusting of powdered sugar in the morning light. As they approached the big hill, they overheard a tough hedgehog trainer coaching a small group. This year, I've got a new strategy for you guys. Ramirez, you paying attention? Uh, yes, sir. Sorry, sir. A new strategy, people. Instead of launching over the slow pokes, you're gonna weave. You're gonna weave around them. It's an acronym, okay? It stands for We Are Very Effective. I don't get it. We are very effective at weaving. Like with a loom? Ah, no! Weaving around other hedgehogs. The tough trainer, who was once well-known for training the toughest hedgehogs in the land, but who was now semi-retired and had deigned to take his current job, wondered, not for the first time, how he'd ended up here. He felt a headache coming on. Nearby, Little Hedgehog threw one foot out in front of her and bent at the knees. Just doing my stretches. 
Little Hedgehog did so with such vigor that her pet chameleon, Little Guy, went flying off her shoulder prickles onto the hard winter ground. <gasps> Little Guy, oh no, I forgot you were there. Oh me, oh my, Phoebe said upon seeing Little Guy prone on the ground amidst countless hedgehogs just doing their stretches. But he'd been bundled in so many bountiful garments that he hadn't even seemed to notice the fall. When Little Hedgehog scooped him up, he smiled at her and blinked a big eye. Rollers, take your positions. It's time for the annual hedgehog roll to commence. (gasps) Oh, it's time, Dad. Here, let me take him for you, Mr. Hedgehog said, and he carefully placed Little Guy on his own shoulder. Good luck, Little Hedgehog. Remember, avoid zebras. I'll do my best, Phoebe. Just keep your head down, okay? Let's not have any accidents this year. Okay, Dad. I will have fun. That's not what I... But the countdown was starting. Ten, nine, nine, eight. Mr. Hedgehog and BB scampered to the sidelines as Little Hedgehog took her position, along with hundreds of other hedgehogs, all curling themselves into prickly balls. Seven, six, Suddenly, the loudspeaker system went out in dramatic fashion. This had never happened before. The countdown was the most straightforward part of the day's events. Hedgehogs all over the place uncurled themselves and glanced around, shaken to their cores. What was to be done? How would the day proceed? What about five, four... Three. It was Little Hedgehog's dad. Standing on the sidelines, he'd decided to take matters into his own paws. Because sometimes, that's what dads have to do. The rest of the crowd joined in. Two. One. Happy New Year's Little Hedgehog and the rest of the contestants went tumbling down the big hill. The warm winter sun shined down on the rippling cascade of hedgehogs as they rolled. The loudspeaker system crackled back to life. So sorry for the brief hiccup. We experienced some technical difficulties due to an errant zebra. Thank you to those in the crowd who made sure the event went off without another hitch. And look at them go! Mr. Hedgehog, you saved the day. (laughs) Not quite, BB, but I'll take it. They watched as Little Hedgehog cartwheeled down the hill, narrowly missing a mutant rat who had managed to get in the game. Ah, yes, my overgrown pet. Show your strength to the world. BB and Mr. Hedgehog turned to see the elder hedgehog in the round spectacles watching the proceedings with a mischievous expression. Nearby, the tough trainer who had introduced the weave strategy jumped up and down. Weave! Don't vault! Why are you guys vaulting? We are not being very effective! Hundreds and hundreds of hedgehogs careened down the big hill. It was a beautiful sight. Little guy, who was perched on Mr. Hedgehog's shoulder, enjoyed seeing the prickly mammal who lived in his bedroom engage in this curious spectacle. 
Soon, the majority of rollers had reached the bottom of the hill. Just a few stragglers remained, making their way in halting bursts. Mr. Hedgehog and Bibi found Little Hedgehog smiling up at the blue winter sky from where she'd landed. How'd I do? You did well. No injuries, so I'm happy. Yay, Little Guy said. It was the first time he'd said yay without prompting. Little Hedgehog and Bibi smiled prickle to prickle. It was time to go. The three hedgehogs scampered home in the bright afternoon light. Little Hedgehog carried Little Guy on her shoulder. In the distance, they heard the zebras dispersing into the surrounding region. It was a pleasant, nay, magical New Year's noon. I hope you have a very happy new year. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. My in-house tech director, Peter Kay, runs my website and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. Thank you to my Little Stories premium subscribers who are making it possible for me to keep doing this. If you'd like to get more of the stories you love, ad-free listening, and access to an exclusive bedtime podcast, Little Stories for Sleep, visit littlestoriespremium.com to join. Thank you to Eleanor for the super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you to the many premium subscribers who supplied sound effects used in this story. Thank you to Mirabella, Lyra, Cora, Lucy, Hayden, Adeline, Anna Grace, Jude, Kati, Lucas, Theo, Isla, Kyla, Henry, Nova, Lyndon, Anna, Luciana, Nathan, Balin, Leora, Noah, Denver, Hudson, Charlie, Nate, Luke, Jack, Mavis, Fiona, Sophia, Elijah, Kendrick, Gareth, Wells, Rhett, Oliver, Kai, and Violet. And thank you as always, for listening in.